Hey, I'm Connor Thomas from the Jetro Podcast. Have you ever dreamed of hearing your product or company advertised in a short 15-second segment like this on a podcast? Well, good news. We currently have absolutely no sponsors. So if you want a beautiful, deep, baritone voice like my own to read about your product or company, just reach out to us at JetroPod on Twitter. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Jetro Podcast. I'm starting to aim that up. All right, we're gonna feel for where that. You had that, quite. That, that was ends. a bit of a sigh, though. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't it be a sigh? <laughs> we're at a incredible <sighs> Philadelphia sports. Is that a new low since we've been doing this podcast? Since we've been doing the podcast, yeah. yeah Not the ultimate low of lows, though. I mean, this is pretty low. When For you have, our podcast. When you have your franchise quarterback turn the ball over, he fumbled, what, four times total. I think he only lost two, maybe three. You've got an interception thrown as well. Offense just for the Eagles looked absolutely irreparable on Sunday. Didn't deserve to be on an NFL field at all. And fault of everybody. It was you one of the first it. times. You you, you we remixing over here? The button got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's kind of cool. I didn't hate the little DJ remix. I'm doing great here. Nice but, execution. You're doing terrific. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was the first time where Carson was a part of the problem, too. And then the Sixers go into Toronto last night. They lose to the Raptors. They blow a late lead. Joel Embiid, though, had a great game. He Big-time contributor with a total of zero points. I thought that was a joke when I saw that when I saw that stat. I thought, no way. There's I, absolutely no fucking way he got zero points. I was flipping back and forth between the Monday Night Football game and the Sixers because there were huge fantasy football implications. We can cover that in a little bit. But with the Monday Night Football game flipping back and forth, I was like, ah, Joe doesn't really seem to be doing much. And then they were talking about him not really – like having no points through the first quarter. It was the fourth quarter by the time I got over. The fourth quarter lined up with halftime of the Monday night game. And I flip over, and they're talking about Joe having no points through the first quarter. And I was like, oh, damn, he got off to a slow start. Then they put up a stat, and it shows zero points in the fourth quarter. I'm like, what the hell's going on? The dude hasn't scored? You probably thought it was like for the quarter itself. I was nah, like, what the Even fuck? that, Joe can't go a quarter without scoring. No, much less it, was unbe- it was just all four. Game. So game, like- having that back back-to-back with Carson's performance and the Eagles on Sunday was just terrible. Philly sports is in a rough spot. The good news is, I mean, as bad as that was, they reach only one game, and there's still positives to take out of it, and we're going to cover them one by one. Just to give you guys a heads up of what we're doing, because of the holiday, our schedules are a little bit hectic. We're trying to get this out in time for you to listen on Wednesday as you're getting ready for Thanksgiving Eve. What sort of backwards fucking pageantry is that? (laughs) I've never heard that before. Yeah, I have, Bonus points if you know what show that's from. I have no idea where that's from. Oh, I gotta hear that one more time. Should we? All right, give us the yeah, give us that one more time. What sort of backwards fucking pageantry is that? I'm trying to even know whose voice that is. Should we make this a uh, Jetro competition on Twitter? Whoever's the first to get it, you win a prize. Oh, that, if you know what yeah, show yeah, that's one, from, you're gonna have ticket. to come up with a prize because <laughs> we're broke after that one ticket to Ford versus Ferrari now. Uh, but. Which, by the way, it was Brian who ended up winning. We messed Brian, up. Really? It wasn't Adam. It was Brian who uh, won. Well, so, sorry, Brian. Brian. Sorry about announcing it as Adam last week, but you'll, you'll get your one second. Yeah, but Brian Wheeler, you won. Also, shout out to the boys over at uh, King and It's Stayside. Yeah, congrats to them for uh, winning. Thank you for the follow and the interaction. We're like we're getting into. So because it's Thanksgiving and the um, schedule's a little bit hectic, we're doing a two-parter here. So right now we're recording on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, it's about 5 o'clock on well, Tuesday evening, evening, afternoon, same yeah. difference. And then we'll be recording tomorrow morning, the second half. So we're going to do sports now with me. Natty's in the studio. You heard Kev. You heard all of us. Brennan's not here. Brennan! Brennan! Looking for Brennan. <laughs> so Brennan's going to be in tomorrow morning, and it'll be me, him, and Kev finishing it up and doing some Thanksgiving talk with you. But we're starting with the birds, getting into a little bit from that Seattle game. Where do you even start with this? So the injuries... It seems like everyone who was injured this week, so going down the list would have been Nelson Aguilar, thank goodness, Jordan Howard, not good, 
Alshon, not good. Alshon, I'm Lane Johnson, not good, still in concussion protocol. Brandon Brooks goes out mid-game with an illness that was later um, admitted to be an anxiety flare-up. So that's something, of course, you can't fault him for in any capacity, but it still significantly hurts a team to not have perhaps the best lineman in the NFL out there. It was rough weather. They were playing against a very good team in Seattle. It just was a nightmarish performance for the Eagles, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Defense didn't play bad, though. Yeah, defense, pretty damn good. Mainly because those list, that list of impact players I named, the six or so players that went out, I don't think a single one of them plays defense. No? Nelson Aguilar? No, he plays defense a little bit. And he's better at batting down the ball than he is catching it. Uh, but the rest of those guys are purely offensive players. And defense is getting healthier, which is a good sign. They're starting to come together. They've had two great weeks. But the bottom line is if the offense keeps playing like that and turning the ball over four or five times a game, can't win. Can't compete. You want to hear a crazy stat or some crazy stats? Give it to me. So this is provided to us by uh, our friend over at the Fanatic, Dylan McKinnon. Greg Ward catches in one game, six. Matt Collins, last seven games, zero. J.J. Orsago-Whiteside, all season, five. Aguilar, career games with six catches, eight out of 75. And the amount of times Jeffrey snitched to Justine Anderson, three. <laughs> so thank you, Dylan, for those stats. Oh, my God. I mean, that's telling. That's telling of multiple things. One, of how bad the Eagles wide receiver core was on Sunday. Two, of how terrible this team has been at evaluating talent since 2017. Because you've got Greg Ward coming in off the street who's playing better than these guys who you've had on the roster for most of the year, if not all year. Uh, And then, I mean, it explains why Jordan Matthews was cut. And Jordan Matthews is no longer with the team now. So after this performance this past weekend, he's gone. Also, I'm sad for Dylan because he has that Jordan Matthews jersey. Yeah, well, I mean, he'll be back next year when we need more wide receivers. For the fourth time. For the fourth time. But it's just the wide receiver core. Now, once Nelson and Alshon come back and play this week, you have Greg Ward. You have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who at least got on the field and made a catch or two. They're getting better and you're playing teams that you should be able to absolutely bury on the offensive side of the ball. And the defense has played lights out, perhaps one of the top four or five defensive units in the NFL over the past two weeks. There are upsides, and I'm not – I've been telling – I've been on this train for a while now, for months, that the Eagles are not a Super Bowl contender, so I'm out on them, and this season has already been essentially over for me because I'm here for championships. But you can still talk yourself into the Eagles beating the Dolphins, beating the Redskins – beating the Giants, and then you deal with Dallas. And Dallas didn't look great at all. I think – so Dallas played New England in New England. It's tougher to go on the road, and it's definitely tougher to play in Foxborough than when Brady comes to anyone else's stadium. But, but Dallas could have easily had that game because the Patriots didn't even look that good. No, and terrible coaching by uh, Jason Garrett to call for that field goal at the end of the game. I mean, Dallas That was a gimme look, right there. That Dal- was a gimme for the yeah. Pats. Dallas doesn't look good either. So – you can talk yourself into this team still being a playoff team, and that's the problem with the Eagles, is they're going to keep us on the string until the very last second. And we can't do anything but hang on because you're not going to give up on this team, even if you don't think they're a Super Bowl team. If you're a true fan like myself, you're still going to root for them and live and die with them every Sunday. So we're not done yet, and until we have to worry about Dallas, the good news is, knock on wood, we should take care of the next three weeks because we're playing three teams that have won a total of six games, two each. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. It's like the godfather of football, and <laughs> we're getting pulled right back in with the Eagles. But, uh, I mean, a team that's pushing us out right now are the 76ers. And where the Eagles have a little bit of promise left and they're nearing the end, the Sixers are only at the beginning. So I don't want to overreact to this at all. But Joe Embiid with no points last night? I mean, how the hell does that happen? It's unbelievable. I thought, like I said before, I thought that was a joke. You, is that even real? What planet are we living on where Joel Embiid scores zero points in a game against what? Would you say that's one of their bigger rivals because of the way things ended last season? I mean, if not a rival, it's certainly a team that you – get up for that game because you're going to have to play them in the Eastern Conference playoffs and you they bounced you last year even though they're not the same team and a lot of that sentiment I think falls with Kawhi because he's the one who hit the shot and everything 
But this I'm, is a Raptors team without Kawhi. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So even without him, I still think it's a little bit of – I don't know if I'd call it a rivalry. Our rival is definitely Boston, no doubt. But it's a team you've got to beat. It's a team you should be used to playing. It's a team you haven't beaten their building now 13 straight times you played there. It's just inexcusable, that kind of effort, especially from Joel Embiid last night. And then you look at some of the play calling by Brett Brown, notably at the end of the third quarter, uh, to get Tobias that last covered shot down three at the end of the game. You look at Ben Simmons not knowing how much time's on the clock. The wheels fell off the wagon in a game that they were pretty competitive in, despite Joel Embiid not scoring. Now, here's the thing. I think, so Joel Embiid has a game where he scores four points last night. We're like, ah, Joel Embiid had a really bad night. Because of the statistical anomaly of him scoring zero points, we're overreacting to what was just a bad night. Now, it was a historically bad night. It's a bad night that seems almost impossible to have. But at the end of the day, he was a bounce or two away from having two to four points, and then we're just talking about Joel Embiid had a rough night. He needs to rest. You get into the whole load management talk, which I'm not going to touch because that's more matter of opinion. There's no facts on that. There's no right or wrong when it comes to how to handle each player because every player is different. And that and maybe like once the summer kicks in, once we've had like another season or at least another full season to digest it all and uh, really able to analyze how load management affects the game, maybe then it'll be the appropriate time for us to actually talk about it then. Right, but the bottom line is we were a couple points away from it being a bad performance and what we got was just absolutely unheard of. So taking into account that it was a couple bounces, probably couple not even inches centimeters away from Joel Embiid scoring last night we can't overreact to that it's by no means good and I think it speaks more to his fight than it does to his actual ability to play with little rest and the same could be said for Ben Simmons these guys just haven't shown that they have the fight and the finish to go out and want to win basketball games to play and to have that dog in them Jimmy Butler for how bad the Sixers just beat the Heat. I mean, he's still, he's got that dog in him. When the game's on the line, he wants the ball in his hands. He's going to make a play. Some people have that, and it's starting to look more and more like the Sixers have a collection of a bunch of guys, especially their starting five, who just aren't going to make that shot or make that play or carry a team to win in a much-needed spot. And that's just the regular season. God knows what they're going to look like come playoffs. Now, the good news is playoffs is very far away. So we got time to figure this all out. And Brett Brown has been on the record saying we're not going to see the real version of this team until probably after Christmas. And plus, how many games are they in at this point? 17? Yeah, I mean, we've not even hit the 20-game mark. We're not even a quarter of the way through the season. So we're still very much figuring out the identity of a young basketball team that's got a lot of new parts, and we keep harping on that. So it's tough to make a determination now, but there is something that we can determine, and it's that that was a garbage performance. And it was more than just the ability to put the ball in the hoop. It was. Why must you fail me so often? <laughs> it was knowledge of the game. It was coaching. It was preparedness. And more than anything, it felt like a lack of heart last night for the Sixers. And that's not a makeup of a championship team. So they're going to have to show us some big stuff over the next month, month and a half, leading up to, well, Shit, Christmas is less than a month away. Yeah. So, are they playing on Christmas this year? They are. I believe they play. Uh, I'm trying to remember who they play on Christmas. I believe they do, but I'm not 100% sure who it is. Uh, but they'll play uh, around Christmas, if not on Christmas. And we'll see in about a month. They're going to have to make up a little bit of ground, not in the records, because the record's still all right. They're still going to be fine. But with this fan base and with the faith that we have in them, uh, I mean. They're young, though, and they've got some guys who may contribute later, some two-way guys. And they're going through some growing pains. Right, who are down with the the Blue Coats, though. Uh, Mariel Shyock and um, Zaire Smith are the two players who are on two-way contracts for the Philadelphia 76ers. Hopefully Shyock can recover from that injury soon. Yeah, and Nat, you were down there uh, seeing the Blue Coats. You got a chance to sit on press row, interview a couple people down there. What do you think of that Blue Coats game you saw? That was, overall, that was a great effort by the blue coat but what it all came down to was a horrific start to that uh second quarter because what happened was blue coats were up by three to start off 
the second quarter, but then they give up a 25 to four run mm-hmm. to the Minnesota herd. And that it, it doesn't matter what league you're in G league, NBA, NCAA, you can't give up a bad run like that. Yeah, what is Brett Brown such, coaching down there? Too? Such, no, 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 no. But yeah, you can't, you can't give up a terrible run like that. They did come back. They did make it a two point game in the third quarter and the uh the fourth sorry not in the third quarter they did make it a two-point game in the fourth quarter they just couldn't execute as well as they wanted to in that second quarter and ultimately that's what the game came down to Zaire Smith although he did have his best start to the season ultimately with 18 points oh good for you that wasn't me what is going on with the Vox Pro now we have a ghost in the studio playing drops all right maybe we'll let's Pot that down so it doesn't keep going off and getting stuck. Yeah, hit that off button. All right, it just went off again. Yeah. Really? I see, I yeah, I see. It off. Yeah. No, I see it on the. It just went off on the uh, on the computer right here. That's weird. There's a ghost. ghost. There's a ghost in the Vox Pro. We've got I mean, a ghost in our the haunted Vox Pro. So the blue coats. So the blue coats. Uh, yeah, Zaire Smith, one of his best starts to the season, but throughout that game, he was just not banking on easy shots. 13 out of his 18 points came in the first half. He got a three to start off the second half and was just two points the rest of the game. Like, my God. Like, yeah, defensively he was great, but offensively he has to uh, he has to continue to develop his game and he has to continue to get better. The potential is there. I mean, this kid could be something special for the Sixers. So I'm not giving up on him. I have hope for Zaire Smith. Clearly a talented player. He just has to be more consistent through all four quarters instead of just the first half of the game. Yeah, well, he he's a guy you traded Bridges for uh, in the draft when they came out. Um, what was that? Over a year ago at this point. And, well, about over a year and a half ago at this point. Bridges, while he hasn't been anything crazy good out in Phoenix, I mean, he's still been a contributor on that level, and Zaire Smith still can't find his way onto the NBA roster. So, he had that allergy incident in his rookie year, which is the curse of Sixers rookies. But he's got to find a way to get back and contribute because that's another wasted pick for the Sixers, which is not a good sign there. But there's a long way to go for Zaire and wish him the best of luck in returning from that really life-threatening condition that he had last year, an allergic reaction. What's it, a peanut thing? Yeah, he's got a peanut allergy. So he had to have like emergency surgery because it was a whole thing last year. But I do think, like you said, he's got the ability to play at the NBA level. He's just got to make that full bounce back. And I still think he's a year away from contributing. But so he comes from a very athletic family. Like his mom is jacked. His parents were at the game that night. His, I don't know what his mom did when she was in college athletic training wise, but she is Mm -hmm. jacked. So imagine like how much that Zaire Smith can contribute to this team if he's as athletic as his parents are. I'm sure he is. And he's crazy athletic. That's one of the upsides with him is he can jump out of the gym and he's very, very purely athletic. But there's a lot more to that at the NBA level. So we'll see if he can contribute. It's cool that you got a chance to go down and see some of the younger guys play. It's a lot of fun. That G League game, like, that's one of the most fun things I've done in a while. So if you guys ever have the chance to go to a Blue Coats game, go. I think they're. Uh, I think the G League's a bit undervalued, like most minor league games, and uh, sorry, like most minor leagues. So you guys have a chance to go. Definitely go. You get to see the 76ers Fieldhouse. You get to see like NBA quality talent. You get to see some really good games, especially like good high scoring games. G League's a lot of fun, for sure. Yeah, make sure you go check out the Blue uh, Blue Aware Delcoats. No, the Delaware Blue Coats. They play down, where do they play out of Wilmington? In Wilmington, yeah. Yep, so go down there, check them out, the 76ers Fieldhouse at Wilmington. They got games, they play pretty much the same season time as the NBA. Well, the same time of year as the NBA. So anytime you've got NBA basketball playing on, chances are you can go down there and catch the Blue Coats a little cheaper than going to the center. If you're from Delaware, easier drive for you. But definitely worth it because while this Sixers team continues to compete, they're going to need to build that additional help, and some of it will come from those guys on two-way contracts. Uh, now, speaking of finding additional help and calling guys up and having young contributors, I mean, the Flyers just week in and week out continue to show the ability to compete with good hockey teams. Especially on the defensive side of the puck. Get this, boys. Only seven other teams have outperformed the Flyers on the defensive side of the puck in goaltending-wise, and that speaks a lot. Concerns on the scoring side... 
yeah, they're there. I'm hoping as the season progresses, they continue to develop on the offensive side of the puck. JVR becomes that power play specialist that we need him to be. He's had a bit of a slow start to the season, but I haven't given up hope on the offensive side of the puck because the the potential, they have it. They just have to continue developing under this new system. Shane Gossesbear was a healthy scratch for the past two games, which is big. I never thought in my time as a Flyers fan, I would say that Gossesbear would be a healthy scratch with how uh, with how dominant he can be on the offensive side of the puck. But he's been too much of a liability lately, so the healthy scratch actually made a lot of sense. They put Haig in there. Carter Hart even said Robert Haig can be a goalie's best friend the way he defends the puck, the way he's able to block shots. He's not afraid to get in front of the net, get his hands dirty every now and then. The Flyers look really great right now. Defense is winning them games, but when you're not scoring as well you should have, that's going to cost you up a couple games. So hopefully they can get that rhythm back. Uh, still a long season, quite a ways to go. They're playing Columbus the day before Thanksgiving. And of course, we had the Black Friday game back here in Philadelphia against the Detroit Red Wings. You should be able to get at least a point on the Red Wings because the Red Wings are currently the worst team in the NHL. Yeah, for for sure. And got a couple winnable games coming up here going into the ho- rest of the holiday week. Carter Hart's starting to settle down a little bit more. I don't know if it settled down is the right term because we've still got a ways to go, like you said. But he has had a couple better performances than some of the early season blowouts that he allowed. So. And Brian Elliott, too. And they're getting that help in front of the net. A lot of the reason why Flyers goalies get as much shit as they do is because they're not getting the help in front of the net. Because defense was just as bad. Uh, sorry, the defenseman was just as bad as the goaltending. Now they have the defenseman, and now they're getting great goaltending as a result, too. Yeah, you don't look at this team and think they're weak at any part of the ice honestly they've got improvements they can make they could play better in certain facets of the game but they can compete on the defensive end the offensive end their four checks good their power play has been all right their penalty kills been pretty good I mean this team has the makings of a playoff team now how far they'll go that's to be determined we'll learn that over the course of the rest of the season but I do think even in the difficult metro they'll be able to make a run at the playoffs should find a spot and We'll get to have playoff hockey in Philadelphia again. What do you think? They can catch up on Carolina. They're only four points behind the Hurricanes, who currently sit at the number three spot in the Metro Division. I mean, for sure, if they can catch up to Carolina and hang with them. Now, Carolina's a team that's a little bit more experienced. They had that playoff run last year. But, uh, I mean, just being in the mix right now is a testament to what uh, Coach Vigneault and the front office with Chuck Fletcher are calling up these young guys and what everyone surrounding that organization has done to put them in a spot to be more competitive. They're almost over the hump at the point that they usually get where they go on a bad stretch. Hopefully, the losing streaks that we've seen, hopefully that's as bad as they get. Yeah. Because typically, almost almost immediately after bad losing streaks, around this time, like late December, early January, mid-January, that's where they start putting up a lot of wins together. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see a lot more of that coming from this team because they could use it right now. Well, fingers crossed. The city of Philadelphia could use it right now. They could use the Sixers to wake up. They could use the Eagles to beat the shit out of some of these bad football teams they're about to play. They could use the Flyers continue to grow. And when we could use some good picks on Jetro Betro, because I didn't do well last week. I don't know about you guys. I bet Kev- against the Rangers again, and I regret doing that. I'm just not going to bet against yeah. the Rangers from now on because it cost me I don't think twice. you should do that. Uh, so uh, Brennan had the Flyers money line, which he did not get. Uh, so he's over. What two. game was was that? The Calgary game or um, it was actually you know what? I don't think no. It was just me and you. So Brennan didn't guess last week. So he had it when we played the Capitals back like two weeks ago. Kev, you didn't bet either because no. you weren't here. Yeah. Uh, I had the Sixers minus twelve and a half against the Knicks, and they ended up winning that game, but not nearly by twelve and a half. This week, I'm taking the Eagles laying the points in Miami because I listen. I don't even know what the spread is. I've heard anywhere from like seven and a half to nine. It doesn't matter. It could be 40. The Eagles are going to demolish the Dolphins this weekend in Miami. That's my pick. Take it to the bank. Take all the money from your bookie on that one. That is one of the bigger locks that I've seen this year. The Eagles are going to beat the shit out of the Miami Dolphins. So that's my pick. Kev, you feeling anything? I got nothing. Proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. No problem. And Natty? Here's one I like a lot. So... Day before Thanksgiving, 7 o'clock, the Flyers are in Columbus. 
Columbus is a house of horrors for the Philadelphia Flyers. So if anything, I would take the Blue Jackets on that. What could make me second guess that is who they put in net. So if Columbus puts in Corpusalo, bet on the Blue Jackets. If they put in, I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's last name. I'm going to butcher it. Merzlikens? Yeah, let's go with that. If they put in Merzlikens, then bet on the Flyers. But as of now, I'm going Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets money line or Blue Jackets against the spread? Blue Jackets money line. Okay. Got Blue Jackets money line. Sounded like me trying to pronounce just regular Eagles players' names. <laughs> yeah, right? But there's Jetro, Bet Row. We'll also look at our predictions for the Birds last week, who no one came close. It was only the two of us. You had 28 to 24. Uh, I think you had. Did you have the Seahawks winning? I. Oh, man. I think I might have had the Eagles no, winning. No, you had that the Birds because I would have done the 28 second. And I had 24 17, the Birds winning. So yeah, I was slightly closer and we were both very far off. Yeah. I, I was trying to bank on the Seahawks. Uh, winning, sorry, the Seahawks making it a closer game than it actually was because those are the games they tend to win. I got you. What do you have for this week for the Birds down in Miami? Theoretically, against the Dolphins, you should just absolutely demolish them. Of course, that's from a theoretical standpoint. Um, What are the injuries looking like for uh, Alshon and uh, Aguilar? Alshon's going to play. Nelson should play. They should both be back. Lane's cleared concussion protocol. Brandon Brooks should be fine. Jordan Howard should be fine. They should all be back. I'll say demolish the Dolphins. Uh, with how well the defense has been playing lately. I'll go Miami 10, and then the Eagles, let's say 31. <laughs> I already typed mine in. I have them at 31-6, to six, Birds win. So we're right around the same spot. Uh, Kev, what are you feeling? I'm going to say uh, <clears throat> 20, uh, 28 okay. to uh, 7. Ooh, 28 to 7. Is this the first time we're hearing you this podcast, Kev? No, just, well, we heard him earlier. I think that was the first sentence I've said in a while. Pot the Fox Pro thing back up for a sec. I got a sound draw for you. Hi, Kevin. Oh, Hi, Kevin. <laughs> nice of you to join us, Kevin. Well, you'll hear a lot more of Kevin when we do tomorrow's segment as we go into Thanksgiving talk and everything. We're going to go through, and I mean, we, we're calling it tomorrow. You're going to hear it in about 20 seconds after a quick break we take. But we're going to go into Thanksgiving, power ranking foods, Best parts of Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving, which is my favorite day of the year, and everything that goes along with one of the better holidays out there. One of just those holidays that make you warm and fuzzy inside. So we'll cover that coming in. We'll be in tomorrow morning to do that. It'll be me, Kevin, and Brennan, but you guys will hear that coming up in just a second after a word from one of our future sponsors, perhaps. That's not really a sponsor. You'll you'll understand when you hear it. Sponsored by milk. (laughs) Not sponsored by milk. Just kidding. Hey, I'm Connor Thomas from the Jetro Podcast. Have you ever dreamed of hearing your product or company advertised in a short 15-second segment like this on a podcast? Well, good news. We currently have absolutely no sponsors. So if you want a beautiful, deep, baritone voice like my own to read about your product or company, just reach out to us at JetroPod on Twitter. Okay, welcome back from that quick break that we just took from the Jetro Podcast. We just time-traveled, and it is now Wednesday morning, uh, day before Thanksgiving, like we were saying yesterday, and you heard about 35 seconds ago, we recorded the first half last night. Uh, we have Brennan, who you just heard, letting us know what day it is, is now in studio with us. Yep, it's Wednesday. It was a pretty quick and commute the over 35 seconds. slept over. Yeah, yeah, we all just slept here in the studio. Brennan came in and woke us up here at about 10 a.m. Uh, so we're in for the Thanksgiving section of the podcast. Wow. I know you'll be very upset that you missed the sports part. Yeah, um, man. You didn't get to make your Eagles prediction yesterday. I mean, I guess you could. Do you want to make an Eagles prediction for score? Um, who we got? Dolphins in Miami. Oh, it's a way game, but the Dolphins are trash. Dolphins are trash. 28-7. 28-7 birds? That's, yeah. Um, no, Dolphins. Did you say? What I did, did say 28-7. Oh, my God. Oh, here, really? here are our scores. Yeah. This is never going to happen again, and this was totally separate from each other. You guys didn't talk about this, did you? Because no. there was no way. I didn't plan on bringing this up. We didn't talk about bringing no. this up before this. I had no idea we were even going to talk any sports at all. Nat said 31 to 10. I said 31 to 6. Kevin said 28 to 7. Brandon said 28 to 7. Damn, I, I wish I said 28 to 6. Wow. Still, that that's unbelievable. Okay, well. That is weird. It's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be hard to find a winner this week because we all pretty much <laughs> picked essentially the same score, but we all have the birds taking care of business down in Miami. Speaking of birds, though, very 
unbird friendly holiday tomorrow, Thanksgiving. We'll talk yeah. tonight. Tonight, though, it's one of the biggest drinking nights of the year. You guys so know this, I've right? Heard, yes. Yes. So you Maybe. guys are both under 21. So you haven't experienced the night before Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving Eve, as some may call it, at the bar yet. Kev, you said you were doing something with your family tonight, though, right? Yeah. So, no, no, no not tonight. Oh, uh, that's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Okay, not for tonight. actual Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. How about you? You doing anything tonight? Nope. I was uh, the plan originally. What I normally do is I go uh, probably today, sleep over at my cousin's house, okay. and then we have Thanksgiving in the morning there. Okay. And I told them I was coming, and they're like, eh, "I mean, we're all going out now because we're all 21." Oh no. Uh, so I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit. I'm uh, still 20." It's okay. This is the last year, but. Here's what you have to look forward to, and you can make your own determination on whether or not this sounds fun to you. Um, I think I'm a little contrarian when it comes to Thanksgiving Eve. So anyone who likes going out, it's the biggest bar night of the year. Mm -hmm. Everyone goes out. What I like, especially because I live in Philly and I have for a while now, I don't get to see my home friends a lot. And even when I did live at home, I went to like one or two of the same bars that were a little bit Where's your busier. hometown? Uh, it's called Hainsport, New Jersey. It's the smallest town in the world. It's like right around Mount Laurel and Mount Holly okay. and all that. But there's this bar. It's in Hainsport, which is the smallest of the five sending districts that went to my high school. But just so happens, this one bar is the bar that the majority of people that I went to high school with go to. It's called Dunleavy's. It's down the street from my house. So it would be about like a 10... 15 minute walk because gotcha. it's down the street in suburb terms not like city mm -hmm. terms mm -hmm. but it's right around the corner it's probably about maybe only so the room we're in right now is what probably 15 20 square feet not a big room no might be like yeah. twice the size of this it's like the smallest bar in the world gotcha it's just a rinky dink like kind of country bar that's <laughs> totally the embodiment of dive bar we pack as many people in there as possible i never used to go there because I don't really like the place normally, but for Thanksgiving Eve, it's kind of cool because I get to go to a spot down the street from my house. I only go there once a year, and it's Thanksgiving Eve. Gotcha. It's the only time I'll ever step foot in the place. And I see a bunch of people. I see my buddies from home that I don't ever see because they don't come into the city a lot. Mm -hmm. They all work crazy hours over in Jersey. And I get to see people I went to high school with, which for me, that doesn't really bother me too much. That you don't see people from your high school? It's like a free night in the way I handle it. So... I'm never. I'm not going to run into these people because they all live in Jersey. I live in Philly. Like some of them live in Philly, but they're not really coming back. There's mm -hmm. not that many. So I'm going to run into people that I know I'm only going to see once a year. I know probably don't really remember me any me anyway. Like we remember each other's name, remember the face, but they don't. We're not. I'm not friends with everybody. I went to a big high school, so right. it's like a free night. I could say whatever, do whatever, regardless of the consequences. I'm not going to see these people for another year. And Even if you wanted to. Yeah, and the next time I see him, we're going to be hammered again. It's like you hit on a girl, yeah. it doesn't go well. Whatever, you're not going to see her for a year. You haven't seen her for a year prior to it. It's just it's a free night where not there's no consequences, but there's always you kind of you you see a group of people you're familiar with, but that you don't have to see again for another year. Right. So it's yeah. kind of nice. It's kind of like you have a little bit more free reign to do whatever you want. That's what I like about it. Some people like hate seeing people they went to high school with. Because they're like, oh, I'm not friends with those people. I don't have any interest in never seeing them again. They annoyed me in high school or this or that or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I kind of like the idea of being in a place that's familiar, but a place that you're not going to. It's like, I don't know. It's a, it's hard to explain. But I, I like the feeling. I, I like seeing people that I know. I uh, People tell me all the time because, you know, Marshalls, there's mm -hmm. a ton of people always coming in. Yeah, We always, like, tally how many people I know and stuff. And it's kind of it's just fun. I like seeing the people that I know catching up a little yeah i think we're in the minority i feel like a lot of people complain about new year's eve uh or new year's eve thanksgiving eve <laughs> mm -hmm. thanksgiving eve is better than new year's eve by the way thanksgiving eve is the best eve because thanksgiving is well first kev how do you feel so, about like seeing high school friends or whatever on thanksgiving eve would that bother you or nah, no no one bother me yeah you're mm -hmm. cool with it yeah all right cool yeah so i guess we're all on the same page maybe i'm not as in the minority as i thought but also, you guys haven't experienced it yet. It may be different than what you're, you're thinking it is. And I think it, the experience 
diminishes over the years as you get older because there's more and more kids who are like last time i knew that kid he was like 14 and he was a freshman when i was a senior and i don't really know him and they're they're still in the 21 year old no offense getting shit faced and acting like an idiot phase while i'm just coming in and i'm here to get drunk but i'm it's not the same level as when you go for the first or second time yeah but why thanksgiving eve is better than new year's eve thanksgiving is the best you can't build a better day for a hangover that's true Uh, you just absolutely can't you've got nothing to do nobody does you're not going anywhere you're not doing anything even if you're dealing with relatives nobody is going to wake you up early on thanksgiving you don't you yeah my family's different why is your family different uh everyone wakes up at the crack ass of dawn you need a new family (laughs) that's what i do you wake up early too i wake up every morning at six well that's that's you that's not your family right yeah. Okay. So that aside, your family's waking you up. Though, no, Kevin. my my dad is coming to my room at eight o'clock. He's like, "All right, you got to get up." That's ridiculous. On Thanksgiving. See, for me, we don't really have like extended family over or anything, so it's just really friends and my mom and brother. So you could sleep in if you're in a normal family, or if you yeah. wanted to, you could sleep in pretty much as long as you want. Let's say you wake up at noon. There's already football on. You don't have to work. You could have a little snack. But you don't have to worry about like getting ready to eat or anything if your stomach's upset. You have one meal. It's a huge meal. It's all like greasy and gravied up food and everything. It's you're a doing, perfect hangover food. You're doing Thanksgiving wrong if you're eating one big meal. What do you mean? Are you joking? You gotta start breakfast. You gotta start expanding. You gotta get no. your stomach ready for the biggest meal. You have like a little snack. You wake up and maybe have like a pancake. No. Nothing one more pancake? than that. Maybe one pancake. Maybe get out the griddle before mom starts cooking and make oh. like one pancake. And then you wait it out until two. You drink water. You kind of sober up a little bit. Well, you drink water to take out the hangover. You do a little aspirin. And as soon as your head starts feeling better, or even like before that, if you want to just get right into it, you could start drinking as early as you want on Thanksgiving because it's perfectly acceptable, <laughs> even around family. Yeah. Like if you wake up on Thanksgiving, let's say even 11, you crack a beer. There's a football game in an hour. You could just sit there and have a beer with you, family. You know you've got an uncle who's probably already going to be drinking Yeah. or hammered you by the time you're up beer, at 11. Though? Yeah, absolutely. You can start with like a Bloody Mary or something? I hate Bloody Marys. You Bloody hate Bloody Mary Marys? is tomato juice, right? It's tomato juice and a whole bunch of other bullshit. Yeah. It's yeah. tomato juice and horseradish and like like horseradish. salt and pepper yeah. and soy yep. sauce. And then you yeah. top it with the most eclectic selection of toppings ever. You go bacon and an olive and like a celery stick My, it's yeah. like what do you do who made that dr- whoever made that drink was shit faced when they made it and they should have never <laughs> my dad makes it yeah. every morning Ugh. not nah. well, on the weekend I, i'm more a mimosa guy than, mimosa yes. yes give me champagne and orange juice baby yeah, you can't go wrong with that or a screwdriver if you want a little more kick which is orange juice and vodka okay yeah wow yeah. Gives you a little bit more, but uh, when I turn yeah. twenty-one, these are some some good drinks for sure. What uh, is I'll, that? I'll like, let you um, know. it's like a sunrise or something. Tequila sunrise. Tequila sunrise. So that's tequila, orange juice, and a little bit of grenadine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, what you do is you're gonna do half and half tequila and orange juice if you want to do it right and actually make it worth drinking, um, and then just a little like drop, like maybe five drops of grenadine, so and it it'll give the, you yeah, yeah, yeah. a little sunrise look to it. That's a good uh-huh. one too. Uh, but yeah, you wake up, you have a drink. Uh, could be a beer, could be a tequila sunrise, a mimosa, could be a Bloody Mary if you're a psychopath. Uh, <laughs> but you could wake up and start drinking whenever. You only eat greasy food. If you fall asleep on the couch, no one's gonna be like, "Oh, he, that kid shit faced." They're gonna think, "Oh, it's Thanksgiving. He's taking a nap. It's the best nap day of the year." There's literally nothing to. It's you can't build a better hangover day in reality. Like in theory, you could come up with the perfect hangover day, yeah. but as close as we're ever going to get. Is Thanksgiving. We so true. this is my Thanksgiving plan. Every morning on Thanksgiving, we go to the Blue Fountain Diner, which is near my grandmother in Levittown. Okay. And after that, we go to my uncle's house. We kind of eat like a, a brunch. Mm-hmm. Then I go back, go to my mom's house, eat like a lunch dinner there, and then I go to my dad's. And we eat at dinner, and you're eating the whole time, giant meals. You're expanding. You're getting your stomach ready. That's how you do it. I just can't eat like that. Maybe that's just me, but I can't eat like that. Like, I'll go, and I'll wait until Thanksgiving dinner, and I'll crush, like, three big plates, and then I'm done for the day. That's all I need. 
Like if I ate before that, I wouldn't get as much out of Thanksgiving as I could. I don't know. What What about you, Kev? You eat other meals before Thanksgiving dinner? Nah. It's just so Thanksgiving dinner, it, right? Well, it's for for my family. It's Thanksgiving brunch. Or uh, sorry, what? Like lunch. Like, lunch is dinner. What time do you eat? Like one or two? Yeah. Okay. Somewhere perfect. around there. Exactly. I'm like a two to three guy. Yeah. Because I sleep in a little so, bit. So well, like we so we go over. So okay, my whole family lives on the same block. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I shouldn't say block. It's like a plot of land, basically. So my we always go to my aunt's house on Thanksgiving. And her house is diagonal from ours. So we just walk across the field right. and go to her house. That's pretty cool. So at like 12 o'clock, and uh, we hang out for an hour while food's being made. And then we eat, hang out for another few hours, and then we just walk back, and uh, or roll back, I should say, from how much we eat, and, uh, and then pass out. And that's oh, my that's, Thanksgiving. That's beautiful. But this Thanksgiving, it's completely different um, because my grandfather, he's not able to, to move as much as he could last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had it. We have tables at a country club, and uh, so he's able to. That sounds come like a, with us. that sounds like a great time at a country club. Yeah, that's so a this, really good idea to like go to a venue, especially if you've got a big family and a lot of people going. Yeah, stuff. there's there's like 25 of us. Because hosting, hosting Thanksgiving is garbage. We never had to do it at our house because our extended family's so far away. Mm-hmm. But I've gone to friends' places where they're hosting a lot of people and everything. <sighs> I can't imagine how annoying that would be to wake up on. Uh, Black Friday and have to like it's supposed to be another day off or God forbid you have to work on Black Friday like some people do and you got to wake up and deal with you got to work at Marshall's on Black Friday yeah I'm in the uh, studio uh, on I'm Friday at the too. trampoline park so we're all working so imagine having to wake up and you've got to clean up for your whole extended family for a huge feast and then you got to go to work yeah. I couldn't do that terrible Thank well, you goodness could save it's it just for later. you could. The good thing with Thanksgiving is boxing up a lot of stuff. Yeah, it makes it very easy to do. The, well, easier to do the cleanup. But um, are you guys in on Black Friday? No, no, no. I like the, I like the Cyber Monday aspect. Okay, Cyber Mondays. Yeah, that's becoming more and more prevalent now. Back in high school for me, because like Amazon wasn't big back then, or like totally big. Mm-hmm. So we used to go to the Cherry Hill Mall. Or, okay. or go out to like the stores right around there. Yeah. And <laughs> my brother's birthday is the 30th. And Thanksgiving was always like the week before. Mm-hmm. So I used to go out on Black Friday and get all of his birthday presents last minute so I could save a lot nice. of money on that. So yeah. I'd do that and then I'd get a good amount of Christmas presents on that too. But yeah, Cyber Monday now makes it easier. My brother's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, really? It's on Thanksgiving this year. Wow. Yeah. But he doesn't – because Thanksgiving's always, what, the last Thursday in the month, right? Yeah. So it's not always. It's not always, yeah. Okay. That that would be kind of nice to be able to have your birthday on a holiday, but then it changes every year. Mm-hmm. That's rare. I feel like a lot of the holidays are set days. So that that would probably be cool. I'm normally not a birthday on holiday guy. No. But there's no presents for Thanksgiving, and it's only once in a while. And there's got to be times where his birthday falls on Thanksgiving Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is he older or – Younger. No, he's a year below, year and a half below me. Okay, cool. Well, one, he's twenty-one or whatever, and when he's old enough to go out, he'll probably appreciate that too. Yeah. What were you gonna say about Black Friday, Kev? No, I was just gonna say I've been a black. I've been out on Black Friday once, mm-hmm. and it was the worst experience ever. I, I stood in line. I stood in line at Best Buy for five hours. Jesus, what were you buying that was worth so, a five-hour? I would have left. My dad's girlfriend at the time wanted to buy a laptop. So we stood in line for five hours to get this laptop. You weren't even getting anything? I wasn't getting anything. I would have no. left. Yeah, I would have left. left. <laughs> yeah. Would've Ubered home. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, well, this was like five years ago when so I was- I would have walked. Boy. Did you live five hours away from this Best Buy? I live like 30 minutes away. I would have walked. 20 minutes, 25. Get home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not standing in that line. Yeah. It Call was, a cab. It was awful. It, li- it like winded throughout the whole entire store, all the way across the store. It was so bad. People are crazy, man. People are absolutely nuts. Yeah. I mean, Black Friday is kind of more if you're buying presents for people thing or if you have to go out. I feel like that's like a uh, – I don't know if I want to say a girl thing, but more like a – I don't know, more of either an adult thing or like a high school kids who don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Thing. I know my aunt my cousins, they always go out together. Yeah. They always do the morning shopping thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I was yeah. Forget you can my people mom's, now will my go at like 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's through that. Nuts. I'm out on that. But – What's more crazy than Black Friday and the people go out for that are some people's takes on Thanksgiving food. So uh, I've I'm, been seeing a lot of this. I'm going to make you guys pick. Give me the top. What do we do? Give me the podium. Give me the top three 
Thanksgiving foods. Top three? Yeah. We, we could pick the same. But I want to know where your guys' heads are at with Thanksgiving food. Because everyone, it seems like pretty much everyone, unless you grew up in the same family, and even then, are like vastly different on uh, Thanksgiving foods. I got to go in no particular order. Turkey with gravy, does that count as one? Turkey with gravy can be one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Turkey with gravy. I don't count gravy as like a Thanksgiving food. You're not, no one's just yeah. eating gravy. And if you are, you're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> with a spoon. <laughs> yeah. Just spooning gravy. But if you're eating dry turkey, there's something wrong with you. That's also true. Okay. So turkey with gravy, cranberry sauce. Okay. Mashed potatoes. Interesting. Interesting. I hate cranberry sauce. I, cranberry oh sauce is God. the worst thing I, you could ever put on a Thanksgiving. Never plate. had it. Never will. No, it I'm, is amazing. I, I just love it. Hate it, dude. What is good about it? I don't know. It's just so tangy and it's almost like a jelly. Tangy. Oh yeah, exactly. Who wants jelly with their? You're eating like it's meats like, and greasy stuff, and then yeah. you're just gonna add like just jelly in the corner, <laughs> and it, you don't even put it on anything, right? Do you put cranberry sauce on something? You can put it on. My dad makes this. Uh, he calls it the leftover sandwich. It is. Okay. I get where you're going with this. Bread, mm. bacon, lettuce, stuffing. Wait, lettuce? Yeah. Where, wow. Where's lettuce a part of the leftovers <laughs> of well, Thanksgiving? You, know, you throw it in there. No, you don't. That, oh, yeah, maybe you have a salad okay, before. What? You don't want the lettuce. Whatever. <laughs> lettuce. Bacon, okay. mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry sauce, turkey. Okay. You the rest the of that's pickles. good. The bacon's also kind of an outlier, but I'll let it slide because bacon's good. Yeah. Bacon kind of goes with the rest. You can put bacon no, on I anything. get that, and the cranberry sauce is like a like a filling or a topping. But what do you need? Why do you just need a topping on the side of the plate? That would be like if I said one of my favorite Thanksgiving giving foods was honey mustard or barbecue sauce. <laughs> no. It's, it's basically a condiment. It doesn't count as part of the meal. Yes, it well, does. No, it it's, doesn't. You remember what we said about spooning gravy? <laughs> That's what cranberry, cranberry sauce is. Cranberry sauce it's just, isn't a sauce, though. It's oh, like, yeah. What's it called? It's a, it's a it's solid. It's called cranberry sauce. It's not a sauce. So- it's a sauce. It's a solid. Is it? It is. I don't know. Cranberry sauce is a solid. You eat oh. it as a solid. I don't know if I buy that. That's why it's on the side. You can't just... It, it's like it literally takes the shape of the can that yeah, it's Yeah, so in. it's like a, it's, an, it's a sockwood. It's like a jello. Yeah, so it would be like having. Well, then, w- is Jello a liquid? It's a sockwood, bro. Oh, you remember that old? Oh, there was an old said. like Jello commercial where a they called it a sockwood. Yeah, a what? A lol squid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, keep selling me on this cranberry sauce. Talk me into I, this. I don't know what else to say, but it, it's there a isn't solid. much else to say because it, it's garbage. It's like it's like saying uh, ice cream is a topping. No, it's different. It's totally different. It's, all right, fine. It's like saying Jello's a topping. Yeah, pretty much. Jello is not a topping. Yeah, it's kind of. It's what a dessert. It's Jell-O? different. It's a different category. That's what cranberry sauce uh, is. It's like a dessert. Is it? Yeah. I thought like the only desserts were like pumpkin pies and stuff like that. Yeah. I count it as a dessert. So it's you, tangy. It's fruity. It's oh, good. It's it's a little. You like, can have your cranberry sauce. So you got turkey and gravy, cranberry sauce, and then mashed potatoes and gets, gravy. Oh, and then my dad also does this thing with the stuffing. Uh, we have like a waffle maker. And he puts all the leftover stuffing what? into the waffle maker. Hold on. I like where he's going with this. And he makes these like crunchy stuffing waffles. That's Okay. Amazing. Yeah, that actually sounds it's really so good. Do you fill the nooks and crannies with gravy? You can do whatever. Oh, yeah. my oh. God. That's a game. Sh- Your dad just changed the Thanksgiving game. Yeah. yeah. He's probably going to be mad that I said that out loud. But oh, my God. Oh, we're not taking it away from him yeah. unless he was planning on like <laughs> selling them. That's an incredible idea. Yeah. We might have to cut that out of the podcast yeah. so other people don't. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. That's you amazing. just made up for everything you said about cranberry sauce yeah. right there. And I almost cut you off saying you only get three. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> We've got a leader in the clubhouse. Kev, give me your top um, three. Oh, man. I'm just going to look like a joke. Um, so, oh, God. So I'm going to yell that. Uh, <laughs> Who's yelling at you? <laughs> my dad. Uh, um, anywho. Um, so anywho? my top. What? Anywho? Anywho. Anywho. Um, anyhow. Any, anywho, any... Anywho. Well, it's a... It's, it's a, right, continue, a continue weird continue. figure it's speech. A, yeah. Um, I can think of four. Top three is kind of hard. Um, so, obviously, turkey. Oh, okay. Um, that, well, actually, you know what? Because before it already said turkey, you know, I'm going a little different. I always like ham. My man. Turkey so, stinks. See, okay, I'm not... Turkey I'm, is garbage. I'm not going to go that far, but I grabbed the ham before the turkey. 
I was saving no. it because I figured you'd probably say turkey too, and I didn't want to rip them apart for two of his things. Because turkey isn't the worst thing. Cranberry sauce is like down down I, on the ground, and turkey's like maybe just a little like it's a little bit higher. Yeah. Gravy, sure it adds a little flavor, but God, turkey's such a garbage meat. You're eating I, wrong. You're not doing. Turkey I like ham, right baby. Down. Honey ham. Yeah. I, it. I'll be honest. Yeah, I completely yeah. forgot about ham. Ham is up there. But honey ham. My no. dad does this thing where he does the the turkey and he puts it in like this brine and he does it for like two days. Okay. And he brines the turkey and it's just so juicy and good and salty. And then you put the gravy on it. It's amazing. Well, your dad sounds like a just a food revolutionary person. He's like a professional yeah. chef. It's crazy. yeah. So the, he's an outlier. That's Average amazing. people's turkeys taste like dog shit. All right, fine. So your turkey, congrats on having your dad be the best cook in the world and the most innovative <laughs> chef on the planet. But I am out on how we do turkey. It is not good. Not a fan of the turkey. See, no, yeah, my, my family, so we, uh, we, we cook the turkey. So you get, you get raw turkey, and then you, you boil it in, like, the giant, like, boiler steam pot thing, ah. whatever. So, like, we do it, like, from scratch, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, so it's always, like, tender. Always great. But I like the ham more. Okay, so, so you got ham. Ham, ham is number one. I honestly forgot what I was talking about for a second. I genuinely went blank. I don't know why I was talking about turkey. Um, <laughs> so ham number one, um, stuffing number two. Okay, and uh, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. And uh, if I had to throw in a fourth one, asparagus. Asparagus. Yeah. His fourth one was one of the greatest pieces of food thought that I've ever heard. Asparagus. And you no. Your fourth one. Oh. Stuffing waffles. <laughs> yeah. And, and asparagus might be the worst food on the planet. It's good. No, it's not. It's it is not good. good, dude. How is it good? What, you put a little salt on it? You know? Yeah, you, yeah the salt's, salt, that's the it. salt's good. A little bit. Put a little, a little salt. salt pepper, you gotta drown yeah. that thing in seasoning to be worth eating. Not really. It's sauce. like it's like pokey broccoli. It's not worth it. Yeah. Pokey broccoli. And yeah. well, yeah, a little bit of butter, a little bit of salt, you know. You gotta get, make get a little fattening. Do you put on. lemon on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never heard God. lemon. Jeez. You have to put the lemon on That's the asparagus. Keep it to three. Keep it to three? Because oh, I don't want to. four, but I, all right. Well, his fourth was stuffing waffles, and okay. yours was asparagus. Well, okay, we, we can both agree that that was an innovation. That was That's yeah. incredible. My yeah. dad does another thing. He does um this, like, sweet. Have you ever seen, like, the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, um, like, he calls them sweet potato muffins. He gets croissant rolls. Puts them in the muffin tray. Yeah. Wow. Makes like little bowls out of the croissants. Oh, my God. And put sweet potatoes in them. Put sweet potato oh with the marsh- uh, marshmallow Does he like top. close it in so it's like filling or is it like open cup with sweet it, potatoes? No, yeah. It? It's like an open cup. Mm. Yeah. See, I'm not a big sweet potatoes guy. I'm not really either, but I'll eat that for sure. Yeah. Um, I would probably try that. Sweet potato is like the, the little orange. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's the orange yeah. sweet All potato right. looking things. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look like potatoes, but... Yeah. Well, they kind of do because yeah. they are. Have you ever seen a potato? Yes. A brown. Have you, you seen a sweet potato? You don't say mashed yeah. potatoes look like potatoes. But they, yeah, if you cut but they up, are potatoes. If, well, if you cut open a Bro, potato. Bro, a sweet potato white. is like a potato. It's just sweet. Yeah. Have you seen one? If you yes. cut open a sweet potato, it looks like it's the same like thing. It's like orange. Yeah. It's just orange. Not the same. Same, okay. same, but different. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know. So number one for me has got to be stuffing. Stuffing's the king yeah. of the plate. You can really mess up stuffing, though. I guess. I don't think so. How do you mess up stuffing? I, I don't know, but I've had stuffing before, and it's not good. If you put cranberry sauce on it, maybe you yeah, can Yeah, you could definitely <laughs> screw up stuffing if you make it with cranberry sauce. Uh, but, no, uh, stuffing, I could understand, like, messed up stuffing would be tough. I can kind of get maybe, like, burn it or something because it is breadcrumbs. Or it gets too soggy. I, that doesn't bother me at all. Really? Bro, I want that flavor to be like soaking out of it love me some stuffing any kinds too you can put it inside the turkey and do it okay. that way you can make it out of the box Stuffing's a king number two would probably have to be green bean casserole green bean casserole's got that crunch you get the cheesiness underneath too a little bit i have yeah. never i don't even know what you're talking about what you don't know what a green bean casserole is if i show you a picture you might like recognize it that's a absolute thanksgiving staple in the thomas household and it's incredible I, the, the I, fords know nothing of this yeah the, the not, Fords know nothing either what you guys don't know what green bean casserole nope. is take a look at this 
beautiful son of a bitch. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what's on top. Um, oh, yeah, it's like crispy fried onions on top Ooh. of green beans and like melted cheese and cream. That looks pretty good. It's absolutely unbelievable. Pass that over here to yeah, Kevin me... so he can take a take a gander. But green bean casserole is great. It gives you everything. Wow. It's also the only good real vegetable. Creamy mushroom sauce. And the then, only good vegetable? Well, wow. for for me, I'm not a big vegetable guy. I don't eat very healthy. I think me we've neither. covered this before. Yeah. So if yeah. I'm going to eat it, I want it drowned in like cheese, cream, and crispy onions. So there's you know, no nutritional value. No, left. absolutely not. I'm not <laughs> if you're eating Thanksgiving for, for, for nutritional value, get the hell out of here. Yeah. yeah. But true. I'm taking a left turn here. We do mac and cheese for Thanksgiving, too. Really? No, that's, yeah. That's good. We do mac and it, cheese like as a fancy, side. Like a bread. My mom makes like... a homemade mac and cheese. And it, it's like crispy it on the top. Oh, okay. It's like a okay. little bit deeper, too. It's not like yeah. a lasagna, obviously. But it's got a little depth to it, a little weight to it. Crispy on the top. Pretty cheesy down there. Wow. Yeah. And throw that on the plate a little bit. That's number three for me. That's incredible. Yeah. So I okay. love that. If I had to have a fourth, because you guys all went four, so I might as well throw one out. Croissants. Yes. Like crescent rolls. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, and then you take wrong. that. Oh. And what you do with the crescent roll, you save a couple for the end. Mashed potatoes on the crescent roll. You're dunking it. You're, like, scooping the mashed no, potatoes no, no. with the crescent roll. No, that's I, good. I, 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 I got to change that. that. I got to change that. What about uh, biscuits and mashed potatoes? Now, see, here's the thing with biscuits. They can You can mess up biscuits. Well, like, kind of yeah. what Bren was talking about with stuffing. Biscuits can get a little hard if they sit out for a while. That is true. Crescent mm-hmm. rolls are, like, soft and flaky. See, I've never had one. They're so. light. You've never had a crescent roll? No. You know, what? Never. Dude. Never. That's absurd to me that you've never had a crescent roll. I I don't know. I I just recently tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Ooh. I've never had Popeye's. I, I've had the chicken sandwich a couple times. It's not bad. Never had it up until this point. Never had Popeye's or anything. It's not bad. But still, the crescent yeah. roll, how? That's kind I don't of know. absurd, dude. Crescent rolls my, are just... My family never gets... Never in your life. Never. But you've never gone out anywhere and had a crescent roll? I've never wanted to. Right, but sometimes they just come with it. Sometimes when you get like mm. bread with your meal, it's just a crescent roll. No, I've I mean, never. They're never so heard easy that. to make yourself too. You yeah. get the the, the the Pillsbury dough. Yeah, boy and you things. just pop it and yeah. pull them out and set them down, and they just bake. So, you know, if, if uh, the biscuits. No, but the biscuits. You, you 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 don't <laughs> yeah. understand. Like, like my just, my dad only buys biscuits. It's yeah, but it's nothing like else. flaky, dude. It's flaky. Right. The there's, more you talk about it, the more I want it. There are there's the bad biscuits, like the little little ones mm-hmm. you can get the big ones they come with like butter already in that them. are layered and stuff oh too that God. you can pull off the layers those are good those are that's good. essentially what a crescent roll is except it's in crescent well, form. yeah like a, and it's yeah. a little bit more flaky because it's not as dense if yeah. that makes sense yeah so it's a little bit lighter no that, that light, makes sense light and like airy. airy yeah you never had a sandwich on a croissant no how have you're 20 and you've yeah, never had yeah. a croissant i've never had a croissant do you see the the wawa sizzlies on a croissant yeah you just think what is that? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I know what a croissant is, but I just—that's I crazy that you never, never had, had one. No, I'll be wow. honest. I go, I go bagel over croissant for my breakfast sandwiches. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, still, I'm a big croissant guy for everything. Yeah, like yeah, I like. I'm not a huge bread guy. I don't really like bread that much. I like it to be like li- a lighter part, mm. like heavier, like thicker bread is not really me. I want to be able to like crush it real quick. So love me some croissants. Dude, the thicker the bread, the better. Fair enough. Nothing nothing wrong with softer. some low-key thick bread. That, like, artisano bread, if anybody knows, somebody out there knows who I'm talk- what I'm talking about. Someone out there. Uh, so, yeah. Not, no one in this room, but somebody. <laughs> Someone's got to know. It's it's the best. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. But as you, as you guys can see, obviously, even us who are, grew up in pretty much the same area and are pretty similar guys are vastly different on the Thanksgiving food takes the good news is we all get to go to our own families um Mm -hmm. do our own thing uh have our own thanksgiving dinner and eat what we're used to eating so we're gonna wrap up here and let you guys get into your thanksgiving eve because you'll be hearing this tonight at seven courtesy of yellow jacket media and you could also listen to this anytime so if you're trying to avoid your extended relatives and you want to go in your room and need something to kill time throw us on uh, apple Podcasts. you can throw us on spotify uh, SoundCloud, anywhere you take your podcast. Real quick before we wrap up, I think we should just go around, say something we're thankful for here as uh, members of the Jetro podcast. I'm not big into the sentimental stuff. It's not really not really me. 
I, yeah. I've been on record saying stuff like all the homeless people can die in hurricanes and things like yeah. that. But I think this time Jeez. of year, it's important to, uh, yeah, I mean, I already said, I'm just <laughs> repeating what I already said. I'm not really, doesn't hurt to double down, but <laughs> this time of year, it's good to have a little bit of, uh, sentiment and say what you're thankful for. So which one of you guys wants to start us off? I'll start. I'm just thankful for my family. You know, we're all kind of separated and mangled up, but we still all get together for holidays, stuff like that. It's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm definitely thankful for my family too, um, for just being all together still and supportive and whatnot. Um, and I guess uh, thankful for, you know, CSB and the opportunity that they gave us, or me specifically, um, and thankful for Jetro. Oh. So. Thanks, Kev. Thankful for Jetro. Yeah, that's Nat texted us earlier today, uh, this morning, uh, not while he was recording, which, again, was time travel and yesterday. But he said he's thankful for Jetro and hope that we have a good show. That has to be the name of this podcast, Thankful Th- for Jetro. Thankful for yeah. Jetro. Uh, and I just want to say I'm thankful for all you listeners out there and anyone who supports us. I'm thankful for these two guys who are in studio and Nat, who's not with us right now but was with us in the first part of this thankful for you guys for helping us put this all together and being a part of this thankful to csb for lending us their studios teaching us how to do all this stuff uh and thankful for the opportunities that we have coming up We're just getting started with jetro so hopefully this time next year we'll have even more to be thankful for but mm-hmm. appreciate all you guys nonetheless enjoy the holiday tonight for all of you who are old enough to drink and those who aren't old enough to drink and are going to anyway looking at you too yeah. uh, be safe don't drive uber Take lift, walk, don't ride a bicycle. I was going to say ride a bicycle, don't ride a bicycle. That's probably more dangerous than driving. Find a safe way to get home. Find a designated driver. Go to the bar down the street that you can walk to. Make sure that Thanksgiving tomorrow is actually going to be a good time for everyone and their family. And enjoy the time off as we head into the holidays. Thanks again, and we will catch you guys next week. Also, oh, if you're uh, going to buy a waffle maker and plan on making stuffing waffles, Go to Marshalls. <laughs> no, not Marshalls. Oh. Just tweet us. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, just tweet if you're if you do make the stuff. I'm going to make. We have a waffle I, maker in my house that we haven't tweet, used. Uh, yet. Tweet hashtag Tim Ford. Hashtag give, Tim Ford. Give him a little credit. All Shout right. out, Mr. Ford. Uh, tweet that to us at Jetropod, and um, make those waffles. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, guys.